But moving on to some of the bigger news here is the Penguins have been given the okay to be sold to the uh, Fenway Sports Group. Um, they own the Boston Red Sox and the Liverpool, excuse me, Liverpool. But so what right now, um, Mario, Mario Lemieux is still partial owner um, right. in Pittsburgh. And from what I understand, he's he's still going to be involved in the ownership. Like they're not going to take too much stake away from him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I uh, that that's what I figured would happen. I'm like, surely they're gonna keep him like around. Yeah, like, at least some the, type of small portion. That would yeah, that's good for the organization as a whole because I mean, how do you get rid of probably your most prominent figure? Right, like arguably, I mean, you get those people that are like, I don't know, Lemieux is better than Gretzky. Like so, like when your name is in that you know, discussion, like, yeah, you can't really just drop them, right? I mean, I guess it's right. up to him if he wants to sell it, but surely not. I, I would really doubt that he would sell that, because he's, he's been in the picture for that organization pretty much ever since he got retired. I mean, even before, wasn't he playing as a partial owner? I genuinely When he don't came back? I think he did. I'm pretty sure he was, like, owner and, uh, and was, like, playing a little bit. <laughs> It was like Imagine when Crosby. That. I think it was when Crosby was had started. I'm I'm pretty sure. Bro, that's so weird to think that they were playing at the same time. Dude, yeah, it really is. Because for me, there's a disconnect between the two. Yeah. But now that you're saying that, I'm kind of like, he was, wasn't he? Yep. That's, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> That that'd be so cool. Like, just imagine like you're the new face of the franchise or whatever. Like, drafted first overall, this young kid, and like beside you is like the greatest player to ever play for that franchise and the owner. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, you're just like, man, I can't mess up. <laughs> like, I mean, that that's so cool. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, I guess I guess the the Penguins since like 2016, there's been talk of selling them, which is. I feel like they've been doing fine. They're in a weird location, though. Like, I've driven past there um, in my trips, being from the north and stuff. We would go to Pennsylvania a lot. And it's kind of in a weird location. Plus, Pittsburgh sucks in general because everything's on a hill. Just everything. So, I mean, I kind of get it. Um, What the heck does that have to do with selling the team, Colt? No, no, no. Like, like, they're, okay. they're, they're on a hill, so that it's better. They, they need no, to sell. No, 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 no. That's not that. The two don't directly correlate. I just, I'm just i just saying, like, that sucks. <laughs> but um, I'm just like, because they've been so good for so long, it's a little bit su- surprising that they're trying to move the team, but maybe ownership just wanted out, or... Yeah, I'm not really seeing much on, like, the reason being. Um... I mean, maybe it's just time, you know, and it, maybe think, it's more, maybe it's more Ron Burkle than Lemieux, but who knows? Uh, let's see. It's estimated. The value is estimated to be $650 million. And that's according to Forbes. That feels low. Doesn't that feel low? I wouldn't pay a cent for that franchise. <laughs> that I mean, I don't, to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't like Pittsburgh at all. So, I mean, I agree, but it just, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it from, like, football standards, but, like, 
650 million doesn't feel like a lot. Well, if you're looking at it from the NFL, it's yeah, it's going to be way low just because yeah. the, I mean, hockey is bringing in as much. Yeah, the, the market and stuff, but I, I still I I don't know. It's just such a prominent franchise to me. I, to me, I mean, it's still an astronomical number, 650 million, but like it feels like it should be closer to a bill. But that's just me. Yeah, maybe. It's a uh... The company itself is worth, as of March 2021, $7.35 billion. Hmm. And as of March 2021. Fenway or? Fenway Sports Group. Okay. Um, yeah, that's after LeBron James and some other partners had invested in the group. Of course, and they, I mean, like you said, they own Liverpool Football Club, like over in England in the Premier League. And that's obviously like, I'm not saying how much they're worth, but when you have one of the top, the biggest soccer clubs in the world, and then obviously Boston Red Sox, like yeah, you're gonna be a huge company. One hundred percent agree. And like, do you did, does it bother you at all that they're they're sticking their foot in there? Or? Not really. Well, I get well all the I don't like any of the teams that they own. So, so like I'm like yeah I don't I don't like that but the I, I don't really think it changes much personally like I just probably, I don't think so. at least on the ice like it won't change anything that we see it might change some for the people of Pittsburgh and like you know, those that actually go to the game you might see some stuff but as far as like just being down here and just watching games on TV or just the NHL as a whole I don't really think it changes much especially like with the salary cap and stuff it's not like like when they took over Liverpool or whatever, like you can go and buy a player for, you know, 80 million, you know, like, cause now they have more money. You can't do that. And with salary cap. So I don't really think it changes much. Yeah. I think it would just change, um, in terms of marketing and stuff like that, uh, sponsorships probably, but product on the ice. Cause it's not like the coaching staff and stuff is changing. It's just the sale of the team itself. So, Ah, maybe they come in and say, I want to get rid of the old face faces of Pittsburgh and they trade Crosby to Colorado, get rid of Malkin, and then, you know, we want a new face. Maybe they I don't know, maybe they bring in I suppose one of your, one of your boys. One of my boys. <laughs> From Buffalo. <laughs> I don't think that would help them at all. No, probably not. <laughs> I mean the the only way they could have done that is if like they traded Eichel or Darlene wouldn't even do that. So no, they would need, (laughs) they would need a, like a total fresh restart. They would need an early draft pick. That's supposed to be some quote unquote generational talent for that to really turn the tide. Yeah. The, I mean, let's be real. They're not going to do that because you don't, that would set them up to not fail, but that would put them on the wrong side of the fence when you consider the fans. Oh. You you come in and day one, you're yeah selling your. I mean, I know I know Lemieux was there, but like you can argue like is Crosby better than Lemieux? No, I mean no. like for the franchise. I don't think so. I really don't. Crosby's fantastic. Too Crosby bad. is fantastic, but but 
I mean, three Stanley Cups, including a back-to-back. Mm. I don't know. It's probably the same thing as, like, you know, today's NHL. Could Lemieux do it? I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Lemieux could absolutely do it in today's NHL. See, I think so, too. And you could argue he kind of did. Like, you know, he played in the modern NHL, you know, quote-unquote modern. So, obviously, he's older, but he he still did it. I mean, he's no Yager, but, you know. Yager, Yager <laughs> no. can come back now and do it. Yager's insane. But, I mean, that's a topic. Um, did you – you wanted to hit on the uh, the situation going on in Ottawa, correct? Oh, my – Dude, don't get me started with this crap, man. All right. I don't have anything pulled up, so I'm just going to go off of what I know. I don't know how many players it's been or whatever, but so COVID has hit the Ottawa Senators as COVID has hit multiple teams, but they have decided to postpone and reschedule some of the Senators' upcoming games. I don't know how many it is. What is it? Six? Three? I don't know why I'm saying six. Um, so three games. Okay. My team, the San Jose Sharks, had multiple players uh, with COVID. Okay. They're on the COVID protocol list. Couldn't play for, they, they basically just now came back. It's been like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Did we get any games postponed? No. Zero. And we had to play, we had to play Colorado in there. We had to play freaking, uh, other team <laughs> Jets, <laughs> Jets, St. Louis, like we play some really solid teams and they we have low, which takes away okay, the solid stop part. It. I, I stop just said it. takes away the solid part. That's we might as well like just went to there. the we might as well went to the practice rink. That would have been better use of time. Ow. And anyway. And so no zero games postponed, but then the Ottawa Senators get gets three games postponed. It's freaking ridiculous. The double standards, man. The, and the, the, the double standards in the NHL in general for everything, not just yeah. this, but things like, uh, like, you know, one player does something and he gets suspended three games. Another player does something. He's not suspended. The double standards for everything. It's ridiculous. Really? What, what could you be uh, referring to right now? I'm, I'm referring, I'm referring to anything and everything. Freaking Crosby grabs a player, throws him down against the freaking boards or whatever, like literally yeah. grabs him and throws anything, nothing. Tom Wilson does that. He's suspended the rest of the year. It's ridiculous. It doesn't matter what your name is. You do something like that, it should be the same. I understand the uh, repeat offender stuff, but uh, come on. I mean, let's not act like Crosby's a totally clean player. I've no, he's very... not. He's cheap as crap, and no one yeah, understands that. The whole the, – the what always gets me is – I mean, what sticks in my head was a stick lift between Ryan O'Reilly's legs, getting him right in the, right in the boys, and putting him down in front of the net. Did like, anything happen? No, not a thing. Why? Not, not even a penalty called because it's Crosby. I mean, yeah, Sidney Crosby, that's the name. But uh, the only reason I can think of Ottawa having to postpone games is because they're a Canadian team, and then you have the restrictions going across the border and stuff like. Canada still, I know borders are opening up, but it's still a strict two-way street here. We had to play in Winnipeg. Why didn't they postpone that game? 
I I can't tell you. I, d- I don't know, Sawyer. This is, <laughs> I'm saying that's the I, only I, reason I can think of. I just, I'm calling for Gary Bettman to answer this question. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's a listener. And, like, I'll just, just, you know, comment. Like, what, why, why didn't the Sharks get postponed? So, that's all I'm saying. Although we did better with the rookies. So, maybe I should be yeah. thanking him. So, uh, you brought up Gary Bettman. And that's good. Because our next point is the fact that he just met uh, a couple hours ago. Story came out that he's talking about bringing back the Nordiques. Yeah. So, and I just saw this right before we started recording. So we're we're all going to learn about this together as we as we uh, record this. So apparently, Batman has been speaking with uh, Quebec City about bringing the Nordiques back. Um, so I guess my first question to you would be like, do you think it's too fast to bring back an expansion team? So really fast is a good word. Um, the, the big reason I can see about there being a lot of haste in doing this is they're just trying to continue growing interest in the NHL. And, you know, you've got some teams that have a really bad market. Uh, obviously, the Coyotes being one. Uh, Florida doesn't have a great market, but they're doing well as a team. So That's the Florida that's, Panthers, not Florida in general. Because Tampa Bay, obviously, has a great market. Thank you for the clarification. Um, well, hey, you hear Florida, you think of Florida market. It's Florida Panthers. Just keep going. I'm sorry. I'm not going to talk anymore. No, no, it's okay. This is a one-man squad. No, it's not. Anyway, so that's the big reason I can see it happening is because they're trying to to reinvest in other places to regather the interest that they maybe once had. I know that, like, the Nordiques didn't have a long time in the NHL, but they, they probably had a decent amount of time in the NHA before that, so... WHA, sorry, sorry. WHA. Oh, I was like, "What is that?" Okay, yeah, yeah. I uh, I did I did the wrong the the wrong letters here. I'm I'm so sorry. Funny. Right when you said it, you realized it too. You were yeah. like, I could see you like, what does that stand for? <laughs> <laughs> Western Hockey Association is the correct one. No, it's not. World Hockey Association. Oh, look at that, bro! This is brutal today. All right. Anyway, so like, what 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 are your feelings about them maybe bringing back the Nordiques? So, as far as an expansion team, I don't necessarily agree with that. Why? Because I I just think it's too fast. Because we just had the uh, so we had Vegas Golden Knights five years ago, and we had freaking um we have seattle this year right 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 so i mean i guess it depends like when they would do it but seattle was fairly quick wasn't it they, yeah, they it submitted the bid years. yeah it was like two or three years yeah. so i mean like theoretically i guess it could well, work but seattle already had a stadium though quebec does too it's still there yeah quebec city Quebec City's Videotron Center is an 18,259-seat arena. It opened 2015, so it, it's fairly newish. Um, it's the seventh largest indoor arena in Canada and the largest that doesn't house an NHL team. 
It currently holds uh, the QMJHL's Quebec Ramparts. Okay. So they have an arena. That's and that's that's what their argument is. Um, they're saying that you have to you have to look to know who is ready to invest. There's an arena there, and they're currently in contact with Gary Bettman. So and it's I mean it's Quebec like it, it'd be successful. It's Quebec City like. So they're they've been wanting a team. They've wanted a team for a while, and there's been so talks not- of relocation for certain franchises. Right, but like that's to my. I was about to bring up this point. So they said as an expansion team, not as a relocation team. There's nothing about the only thing I'm seeing is potential Nordiques return. There's nothing about it being oh, expansion okay. or okay. a relocation. And so that's why I think we're on the same wavelength here. That I think it makes more sense as a relocation because the Arizona Coyotes are having some arena trouble. And so their future is not really known. I don't know why it got it. it they went this late, but um, I guess next season. So this is their last season. And yeah, it is. So what are they going to do next year? And I guess in September they put in a bid to build an arena in Temp, Arizona. But oh, like. You, that, that doesn't get put up in a couple of months. So, like, what do you exactly. do otherwise? You're going to have to share an arena with somebody. You share an arena or you... I don't know but where... You, where I don't know where an arena is. Arena. Yeah, you, I guess you would. Where would you go? Dallas? That'd be the closest one. Or, okay. no, they probably go to, like, Anaheim or something. Still. I mean, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because, I say Anaheim because then they're more in the pacific you're right no they're not pacific anymore are they because of seattle so they would go yeah yeah okay yeah they're central now so they would go they probably go to like a dallas or something like that but i know there was like a blurb about like possibly like looking at houston which that to me that makes more sense than quebec because then you don't have to do any realignment you just go to houston i'm i'm assuming houston well yeah houston rocket so that wouldn't be hard to put in some ice you're not having to build an arena so they could potentially like relocate to somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, how much does, I mean, the hockey and, and basketball overlap pretty good. So. Right. That's a big scheduling problem. Don't you think? I mean, they're both 82 game seasons. Well, how, there's a ton of, what are you talking about? There's so many teams that play in basketball stadiums. LA. Yeah. Look, I don't know every stadium's okay, history, um, so it's going well for you. L.A. You said that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Come on. Hold on, man. I don't know NBA. Minnesota, I think. Did they share with the Timberwolves? I think so. That's a shame. I don't know anything about NBA. What are you talking about? Toronto, your favorite freaking team uh, franchise, shares with the Raptors. My favorite freaking Yeah, Raptors. Maple Leafs yeah. Raptors share. I the try to know. Islanders That's did. Cool. I don't know if they are in this new arena. Rangers. Madison Square Garden. What are you talking about? Don't, don't Capitals. 
Dude. I uh uh-uh. don't give me that. You knew better. I I didn't though. I didn't. Okay. Well, anyway. They they that's easy. The only thing that would be difficult is because they're not planning to share the arena. So like for this upcoming season, the schedules are the schedules already like made? Like ahead like way ahead of time? I think there's like drafts made. Uh I don't know how early on the schedules are made. Okay. Well potentially like they could still do it. But they I mean that wouldn't be hard. I just don't I back to Quebec, like I think the, the I think the reason I don't want a relocate or a uh expansion, expansion is because you're watering down the talent pool. Or you're forcing younger players in quicker. Do you think the NHL wants that? Why would you want that? Not necessarily watering down the talent pool, but having talent separated. So where you're not getting as many stacked teams. Vegas would still figure it out. They would still figure out how to do it. Vegas is a mis a misnomer. Like <laughs> there's no you could, there's no way anybody thought yeah Vegas is absolutely going to tear it up every single season. Well, Seattle's looking like an expansion team. Shit. Oh, no, I'm They're saying with struggling. Seattle. I'm saying with Seattle bringing everybody in, they would still figure out a way. Even though there's more teams, they still figure out a way to have a stacked team every single. But like single year, is their team really? In terms of names, is it stacked or are they working that well? <laughs> that's true. That's true. They they were they were nobodies when they went over there. So I guess that's right. Like you had like Eric Hala and like. Well, you can uh, you can say like, like Carlson and like you can say like they're big names because they weren't really anybody. But right, still, William I, Carlson I, was a solid player, but like you weren't talking about William Carlson all the time. Right. You you don't. I just don't think you want. Why you don't want one star on every team? Like you just not, I don't. Not necessarily one star, but like think about uh, take Colorado, take eh? take that. So you've got McKinnon, you've got Rantanen, you've got um, Landis Cog, Landis Cog, McCar. Uh, thank you. That's that's a lot of high profile talent on one team. I mean, yeah, but if you want faster, more skillful NHL, you don't want to separate everything. Think about all these, like, duos that have been, you know, okay, Crosby, Malkin, um, Taves, Kane, like, Ovechkin, Backstrom, like, these duos, right? You don't want to just separate all that. Right, but, like, that's duos is fine. But when you're talking about a full team... Talk about the Maple Leafs. Oh my gosh. Look, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, your stupid ass boy there. Austin Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Austin Matthews. (laughs) Go ahead, stroke him him a little bit more. Uh, Every pause. Again, four really, really strong talent. Go to Tampa. Look, look at all the names that they have there. Hedman. Um, Kucherov. Uh, the, Samkos. Come on, dude. Okay. Like, Let's look at the opposite side. Okay. 
Buffalo. I knew it. Nobody. You're asking for every scene to be like Buffalo, basically. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh Buffalo's, my gosh, Colt. No, look, listen, listen. Buffalo is devoid, I know. Buffalo is devoid of talent because they did that to themselves. Okay, so then, thank you. So every team should be able to do what Tampa's done. I'm, and put together a solid team with uh, some stars and depth trinkled in. Okay. that's. I'm just saying, like, there is talent to be dispersed without totally affecting your team's talent pool. And realistically, on an expansion team, you're already protecting players. So anybody with a no-move clause is already protected. You're going to protect your biggest players. So you're only going to open up players that you feel like you can get rid of or a contract that you feel like you don't need or one that they won't take. So I don't think expansion takes too much talent away from teams. I think but it, go ahead. It, it, it does allow for maybe these, these depth filled talented players to rise up into a role that they should be at. Right. And I mean, and you have to understand, like, I like the more depth and stuff like that. Like I, I like the more old school, like, like I'll need just come back and forth fast paced, you know, to so, like more depth and stuff is fine. Right. Like and different types of players team. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want the NHL to get like, okay, our last two expansion franchises were really successful. Let's do another one and then another one and another one. Like, you, I can see where you're coming from with that because now you've got like, what, in 10 years, you've got a 35 team league and it's, yeah, it's a big old mess. My, my argument is more down the line, not really Quebec. Like, it's, it's, it's just more like, I think if you add, you add a 33rd team, what is inevitably going to happen in like five you need, six a 30, years? you need a 34th. Yeah. Right. That that's going to happen. And so I, I don't know. And then that'll be the biggest league in, in yeah. North America. Oh yeah. Easily. So I think, yeah. Cause uh, I know the, um, M, the MLS is expanding a lot, so I, I don't know how many they have, but I don't even think about soccer, but um, so the, the NBA is 30 and then the NFL is 32. So yeah, that would be that would be the biggest. I mean, that that that, that would be cool, but but the, my thing is, you have these. So you have Florida Panthers who don't have much attendance, and you have Arizona who currently does not have a place to play in a year. Um, I don't really know much about their attendance. I think it's like hit or miss. It's probably um, not good. Yeah, yeah. I know, like Carolina is like really good right now, but when they're having down years, there's no one there. Even after so, they won the cup, it was like off. right after. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Columbus. I'm I'm not sure about them, but so you just have all these franchises that are, you know, possibly struggling, and you're looking at like just adding teams. Right. So why not look at relocating first? I mean, that's that's proper, but the problem that you would have with relocating or adding is the alignments of divisions and conferences and all that, which brings us to our really big topic of discussion this today. Um, how do you like the the split of conferences? 
So the only thing with just sort of splitting it down the middle is you have you have like the Pacific teams that are all right there. Then you have like the Midwest, which is just like all over the place. And then it's same thing in the East. You have like, you know, the Northeast, which is just so congested, right? Yeah, super um, condensed. Yeah, and then that some of those conferences don't make sense, <laughs> or uh, divisions don't make sense at all. But uh, then you have like the Florida teams like down there by themselves. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I guess if you like, if you relocate, say, say Arizona gets relocated to Quebec, right? Okay, so now you have more teams in the East. So you you do you look at relocating, not relocating moving a team into the Western conference, which looking at a map, you'd assume that would probably be Detroit or I guess Columbus. So then you just get like this, just weird, just these weird lines, right? That's just, it's so funny because like Michigan is not even far West. So when you draw the line right there, you've just got so much space for the Western conference. And then the East is just like, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's why, like, I wouldn't hate to see almost made-up divisions, sort of, go back to, like, have the Gretzky division, have the, you know, um, the Gordy Howe division. You know, like, have, like, it doesn't need to be geography-based. Just yeah. have, like, just have conferences or divisions that have, like, interesting things like i don't know why you have to have you don't have to have a division that's just all right there and i get why they do it it's for the money like it's it costs to send a team from you know edmonton alberta down to tampa right right that's that costs a lot of money but and you don't have to do something like that i don't i just think it'd be interesting to see more of a i'll bring back some like old rivalries or something you know with in a division well, I, I would think that also um, kind of being cost effective, why not make these trips that you're going to make, excuse me, uh, why not make them make more sense monetarily? So if you're going to, like, because you obviously know people have, like, California trips. Uh, yeah. So they'll, they'll play the teams in California and they'll go back home. So, like, why not apply the same logic to, like, a, a, a Florida trip? You know, you're going to play the teams in Florida, then you go back home for a little bit, and then you go to a different area and play there for a little bit. Instead of going, we're going to play this game, and then we're going to take a one-off uh, and away game to Boston, and then we're going to come back home. Yeah. I, do they not already try to do that? They, I think they do it, but they don't do it effectively enough. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because, like, you'll you'll get... One night you'll play Boston, and then you'll come home, and then you'll go and play, I don't know, Detroit. And then maybe you go down to, I don't even know, uh, Nashville what, and play. What it, you know? I'm assuming you're talking about, like, Buffalo in this circumstance? Not even Buffalo. You're, you're saying, but you're saying but like, like I'm you. saying on the East because it's, no, like, just, I'm saying this because the East is so condensed. So, like, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and all them, they're they're all right there. And I was really mostly talking about Eastern teams anyway. So, like I'm saying, a team could go up to Boston, then they'll come back home, and then they'll go down to yeah, Florida yeah, but, or right, okay. I but 
my thing is you're saying like they come back home. Like I need a team to base this off of. Cause if you're talking about, it doesn't make sense if it's the ducks. Right. So you're saying teams in that general area. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you want to take Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, whoever you want to take. So one off away, then back home and then go back away. Doesn't make too much sense. I think that it should be strung together in a geographic area, if you want to talk all that about monetary value, especially the NHL, who is kind of struggling or trying to get more bang for their buck. You know, they're trying to get better. You see with the moves with the ESPN Plus and stuff like that. Like, it's they're trying to become a more profitable league, so lower your costs. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the map right now, and, I mean, you could do like a – Say Toronto, for example, has a Western Conference trip, right? right? You go over, you play, do the California Gauntlet. So you have San Jose, LA, Anaheim. And then you can also throw in uh, Vegas and that because they're yeah. all like right there. Then yeah. you go back home for a little bit. The next Western trip, you're playing Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, right? Now, right. where it gets tricky, though, <laughs> is this Central Division, man. It takes up the entire U.S., it <laughs> seems like. You have- <laughs> You have uh, Arizona all the way down, like right on the border of the like Pacific uh, division line. And you have Colorado like in the middle. You have Winnipeg all the way up north. I mean, it it's ridiculous. And it stretches all the way to freaking Nashville, Tennessee. Right. I mean, when we were looking at the map earlier and we were talking about it, there's like a four or five state stretch of just nothing. Yeah. So... What, you want to add some teams in there, Colt? Since you're all about expanding, you're just, let's throw a team in Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas. Sure. Okay, we're going to have teams by 2030. I was going to say, by the time we're done with this pod, the NHL is going to have 50 teams, one in each state at least. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we'll start moving teams. That'd be fun. That would be hectic. <laughs> It'd be fun for us to make. Um but so yeah, what 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 do you what would you like to see? Would you like to see them keep would you want them would you want to see a north and south conference? Or would you want to keep it east west? Like how 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 would you want to do that? I don't think it's a big deal to play in other time zones. I think that's kind of interesting because then you see like, you know, you'd be able to watch, say you have an Eastern or a Northern conference, right? So you'd yeah. be able to see McDavid more often if you're living on the East coast. Cause this game started like 10 30, 11. That's so like true. if they're playing Montreal four times, you know, that's twice over in the East. Like you'll be able to see him more often. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so I would have to look exactly where we'd have to draw the lines for the North South conference because Again, you look at the northeast of the U.S. and it's just like it's all right there. Um, I think maybe that's the problem, is that there's just like too much, just super saturated area, and then a lot of, eh, and then another saturated area. Yeah, I think if you were to a northern conference, it gets tricky when you're like in the like. New England, New York area. That's when it gets really tricky. But a North Conference would probably look like Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. 
So you still keep all that. Yeah. You have the Jets, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal, Boston. And then you'd probably have to do the Rangers and Islanders, or you could do the Rangers and Devils. But I think you do the two New York teams. Probably. So you want to cut the line after New York and have Pennsylvania start the South? Basically, yeah. And then so the South would look like San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Vegas, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, uh, St. Louis, Nashville, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Columbus. I'm telling you, man, I kind of like that. That's actually not bad. That is, I really like that, honestly. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of like that because then you've got the Canadian teams playing each other more. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, I, I actually do, I do like that. The only thing about that is all the which isn't necessarily bad, but like all the original six is in one conference. Oh, it's like that anyway, isn't it? Yeah. No, 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 cause, no, because of Chicago. Oh, yeah, Chicago is in the But yeah. that's only one team that's, like, currently how it is. There's only one team that's not in it, so it, that's not really a big deal. Yeah, that wouldn't change a whole lot. No, I, I like it, though. I like that alignment. We just, we, we fixed it, man. See, we got <laughs> we to gotta go up to Gary Bettman and uh, just lay out our terms. We're the answers to like all your problems. We really are. We're Not all of them, really, but he's really he's, small podcast in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. Has all the answers to your problems. <laughs> you just need a new perspective, man. Um, okay. okay. So let's, let's go into playoffs here real quick. Do you mm-hmm. like how it is with the divisional playoffs right now? Or did you prefer the number one through eight? I like number one through eight. Okay, same. All right. Good. That was it. Next topic. Uh, no, so, because <laughs> um, I, I like a more traditional setup like that. You know, you've got the one seed versus the eight seed, or, you know, if they do the buy, whatever, two versus eight. But I prefer that a lot. Strong team plays weak team. Right. And then you go through there. And then it's it's more impressive when you've got the underdog going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because right now how it is, like, a wild card could potentially still be better points-wise than someone who made their the other division playoffs. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like, and, you know, people will say, well, the, the team that deserves to win the Cup is still going to win it. Like, well, no. I mean, not necessarily, because if you're facing, you know, so, the, I mean, we've we talked about it on episode two or something how the Rangers have kind of like beefed up a little bit. So if you're playing the Rangers in round one compared to a team that's not as physical, like that's going to wear on you. And in the old way, maybe you're playing more technical team or something like that, you know? So it does make a difference. Absolutely. And like you just said, like right now, if you get a wild card team that's got, I don't know, a strong division, almost a hundred points. Right playing somebody that won their division with 88 points. Yeah. Probably not a strong team to be playing right now. So like why, who wants that? Right. Your, your, your wild card team 
you're going to say whoever deserves, you know, to win the Stanley Cup is going to win the Stanley Cup, but probably not. Like, somebody that can look in their division and say, oh, this this team up here, they definitely deserve to go. Well, look at last year. Look at last year with Montreal. Like, I know last year was a bit different because the whole, you know, the COVID season. Like, I get that. But so you can still apply it. So, like, if it was a one through eight, they're not making the playoffs. No. But in division, they are. Well, they were. Yeah. I guess, in, and they, that I mean, but. that team did not deserve to be in the Stanley Cup. Right. They, 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 they did were. great in the playoffs. Like, you know, we'll give them that. But, they did. yeah, that, that was the worst final in a while. Because, I mean, they were exciting at the very least to watch throughout the playoffs, you know, that you got Carey Price standing on his head and, and doing the things that Carey Price does. And then you get to the Stanley Cup and you're just like, this is awful. I remember yeah. us talking about it, and we're like, we don't even want to watch these games because. Yeah, I don't. Even, I think I watched the last game. I watched game two, and I was just like, "This is terrible!" Like yeah. Montreal doesn't even look like they belong on this ice. They look like a junior team playing. Yeah, it was it was bad. So I think the traditional way would help fix that a little bit. I've seen some stuff that are like, hey, let's just do one through 16. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who you're playing, where they are, like, you know, get get on the get on the plane and head to California or whatever and play round one. You know, like, that would be kind of exciting. That that would be interesting, but I think where, where you would have the problem is, is, say you're in, either way you want to go, you're an East Coast team and you've got to go over to the West. And you've done all that, and then your next opponent has just played the East Coast, like has just played on their coast, so right. they haven't had to deal with the time zone differences and all like, because like that that does affect you that that affects yeah. the game. So I that's the I th- I feel like that would take away from the product when you've got a team that's had to deal with that going against a team that hasn't in the very next round. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I like I don't I don't ever see that happening. Oh no, but, no. Okay, so we can go to our north south alignment. That'd be the same thing there. I Oh no, it would I guess it wouldn't necessarily be because everyone would have that. Yes. So like there 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 wouldn't be a distinct advantage. Right. Because I mean you might way, but you might happen to have like the two Florida teams play each other. But you can have that right now. So Right. But, so but I feel like it would be less. It would be not a distinct disadvantage, you know, it could, because the likelihood of you playing a team that's also on the West Coast would be decent because you don't have that condensed East Coast thing as a problem now. So right. you, you could see Boston going and playing Vegas. Oh, man, that would be a series right there. Like, That'd be fun. I would like that. Yeah. Dude, that would be I, sick. And imagine you get teams that now could never play in the Stanley Cup against each other playing against each other. It's literally anyone can play anybody. Right. That's awesome. I would like that. I mean, just. Oh, dude. Like, you could, like, imagine. Hopefully, this never happens, but a Battle of Alberta. Stanley Cup final. That would be so... <laughs> Talk about the physicality of that series. <laughs> like, that, that would be, be sick. 
especially with how they let things go more in the playoffs. Yeah. That would be yeah. insane. Dude. I need this to happen. <laughs> so then at that point you don't even have conferences, do you? Probably not. So it's just a free for all for the, the one through sixteen? Yeah, so what does the schedule look like? I have no idea. I mean that would... <laughs> that's getting way too far into it. We're, we just have the idea, like they can figure it out. Yeah, That'd like we so... just present it and then their little their people in HR take care of it. Like that's not my problem. <laughs> they have HR dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to see that though? The Battle of Alberta for the Stanley Cup. You know the Canadians would be loving it. They win either way. Yeah, exactly. Stanley Cup's finally coming home, Canada. <laughs> well, you know, if Edmund I mean, could, could figure their lives out, it would, it would already happen. But They look good, man. They do. They always I look mean, good. Carolina-Edmonton? That would be... Uh, that would be fun. That, that could potentially happen. That was what? When did they win it? 2002? Four? Yeah, it's, it's been almost 20 years. No, and 2004 that, was uh, Tampa, right? Tampa. Okay, so it was 2002. Three, Wait, who? I don't know. Carolina. Who? Oh no, that's that's after that. After Tampa? Yeah. That's six. Oh, six. Yeah. Okay. So that was Edmonton, Carolina. Little I mean I can see that happening this year. Carolina's sure. a wagon, dude. Sick of that? Or are you okay with it? No, I don't like that. If they make the final, that's so expensive. I'd I wouldn't go. You want you don't want to know why I wouldn't go because they do that stupid like after storm the surge. Yeah, don't like that. Bunch of jerks. I hate it. It's so dumb. You have to do a stupid. I'm pretty sure we talked about this when we worked together. You have to do a it stupid is. storm surge thing to get the fans there and happy and pumped. Uh. Uh-uh. Do you feel the same you way about their stuff? Oh my gosh. Okay. Vegas, they don't have the players doing it. And yeah, they just had that before game performance. Which right. And, but on top say, of the, that... The cinematography of that is fantastic. Like, it's very well done. They're not competing with the other sport that's in the city. They're competing with every single form of entertainment in that city. Yes. It's Vegas. They they can't just be like, oh, we're a hockey team, like, or we're, we're the only sports team going. No, there's so much to do. So you have to you have to compete with that. So they they have to. I get it. Yeah, I, it, I, I mean, it. that's very Vegas. Like, it is it is what it is. But, like, if you saw other teams adopt that, you wouldn't be for no. it. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> how does it look on TV? Does it really make a difference? It looks really good. <laughs> I mean, are you going to watch it because the NHL has this, like, spectacle before the game? Probably not. Um, okay. Maybe maybe the new audiences that would make a difference, but I that's feel like what I'm saying. Would... Like are, is someone that doesn't really care about hockey going to watch the beginning of a Vegas game for that? Well, let's be real. Um, I think we covered last episode why new people want to watch hockey. They, they want to see people get the tar beaten out of them um, because that's, that's hockey, you know? Yeah. So, and the NHL is trying not to be that way. So I don't know if, um, effects and just grandeur really makes a huge difference maybe to a, a much younger crowd but i don't know i don't know if it makes that big of a difference uh, I, I don't think it would 
personally. I think if you want someone to get into hockey, you have you have to show them a playoff game. It like, is, yeah, if if they're if you're having trouble getting them to watch, I think you say just come and watch the final. Let's say like a final game, game seven, double overtime. <laughs> so what? No, what, I don't think that'll work. Because that's why such a it's long, so long. That's, Fine, that's a long just, game, game. just game seven. Does that work? It works for me, but uh, I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's so exciting. I, I just it, it is, but I, I I don't I don't particularly know the answer of what would appeal to a brand new hockey watcher. Well, uh, we'll have to get a guest on the pod that knows nothing about hockey. Is Alec available right now? I don't want him on this pod. <laughs> so you said uh, you like the one through eight. I do in the conference. What? So, what do you like about the divisional playoffs, or what do you not like? Uh, I think what I like about the divisional playoffs is that it's at least familiar faces. So there's already that that heated, yeah, gameplay. Um, but yeah, what I don't like about it is just how lopsided it can be. Like we've already discussed. There are some weaker divisions out there where yeah. you're not going to have competition like we saw with Montreal last year where you're just going to go through whatever. And then once you finally hit a team worth playing, you look like trash. And that as the playoffs get deeper and you're you're looking for those viewers and you're looking for people to be interested in, and and stay watching, that's not a good product. Yeah, I uh, I don't think you see as many game sevens as you used to. No, which kills me because I used to. That was the thing about the NHL versus like the NBA. Like the first round was always in the NBA is just whatever. And, Lots of sweeps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't get that in hockey. You got like maybe one in the first mm-hmm. round, and now I think you just you see it more. It's you know more like four one or something like that. You just don't see it, and. I don't know, like to your point of like you've seen the teams more often and then, you know, cause they're in the same division and then you're playing them in the playoffs. Like, see, I don't, I don't know. I just don't really like that. I kind of like, like, so as a Sharks fan, like getting Chicago in the first round, like that's more exciting than getting the ducks again or the Kings again, you know, like you play them every year in the first round. It's just okay. more more diverse if you have the entire conference. I just uh, mine wasn't so much as like you want to see that team again, more the grittiness of the game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but that just I mean it just naturally builds up though, like in the in the playoffs. Like it, it does, like, but I feel like it's not instantaneous. You don't go in their game one hating each other something happens through games one through three where you're just like, yeah, this yeah, has got to be addressed. Guy. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's, that's the difference between the two situations here where game one, uh, I don't know, Philly Rangers, they already hate each other. Yeah, but that's the thing that can still happen in a conference. I suppose so. But I don't know. So, 
What do you, do you like the, so the MLB world series just happened what a month ago or whatever, Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. So apparently they do like best of five in the first like couple rounds or something. The, the first round is best of five. Okay. And then after that, it goes to best of seven. Okay. I personally think it's stupid. I'm like, you're already playing 160 games. Why not play two more? <laughs> but you know, we'll, we're not going to touch on that. So would you like to see the NHL adopt something like that? Where like the first, the first round is no. no. no you like best no. of seven. See, because what can happen with best of seven is what happened to your sharks. You can win three in a row, and then all of a sudden you got the reverse sweep. So that's so why, why can't that happen in best of five? I mean, obviously it's because, a smaller scale, but you win two, drop. That's three. only two. That's only two games. Yeah, I guess it's not as big of a deal. Like to win two. Yeah. You can string together two wins and then lose one and then win one and then lose yeah. the rest. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that, where that, I'm at with that. Yeah, that's what I like. I just wasn't sure. Because I think the AHL does that. I know the, e, the ECHL does something like that. I don't know if the A does. I feel like they do. Yeah, I just – to me, it takes a little bit of the competitiveness out of it. Maybe it doesn't. Um Maybe you're trying harder. I, I I have no idea, but if you have more opportunities, I think you take them. So, you know, they've got you down after game two. You're really pushing. Um, I I feel like in a five game series after two games, you're kind of a little bit more deflated. Maybe that's true. Yeah, but you also have that. Okay, we can't lose one. I suppose. But I mean, I can see it both ways. I'm not, I'm yeah. not arguing. I like the games, uh, the seven games, the best of seven. Mm-hmm. So, would you want to see? Would you want to see the NHL adopt a? And this maybe this works. Maybe this works better if you have like a north south conference where you're going to the east and the constant travel, but. Would you want to see more like a series kind of thing, like like baseball does, where you play this team like a couple times, like right back to back each time they travel? So like you would have, so like when San Jose oh, okay. goes to I, LA, I see what you're saying. yeah, 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 yeah. So you play them three games in a row, kind of a thing. Yeah. What What do you play right now? Four games against your division. Yes. Okay. So. Sharks go down to LA. They play two games away, right then. That makes sense. That no, that actually, the, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I know, like you know, people are going to say, "Well, that's not a very big distance," but you're still, you still are saving a little bit on the back-to-back travel, which potentially means you could open up like a bit more. Uh, just like a different travel schedule, I guess, when you go. Oh no, one hundred percent. I honestly think the players would prefer that too. If yeah. you just stay stay in an area instead of constantly traveling. Yeah. Uh, that you're more well rested. It's less time on the plane. Um, I mean, I know as players you should be used to that and whatnot, but you're still human. Like you don't you don't want to have to fly all the time and then still be game ready and do all that stuff. If you're just planted in an area and you're you're playing against that team and you know that next game is also against that team, you're fine. You know, so now you're in that same place for three, four days. You play yeah. them twice and you go home for a week 
and you're good. Right. And you could potentially like, they could do something where, you know, maybe the metropolitan travels to the West or travels to the Pacific this year, but then the next, so you play two games. So like Carolina plays two games against Edmonton away. They're in Edmonton. They play two games, but then the next season, the Pacific would travel to that. And then they play two. So you, but the only thing about that is you don't get a team home and away. But I mean, just trying to figure out the travel situation. I feel like help. No, I feel like that would still make sense. Cause it's not like you're doing it every year, you know, it's, it's a trade off. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe, yeah. So maybe your fans don't see Edmonton this year, which do you want to see Connor McDavid? Yes. But next year you get to see him twice. Right. So which a lot of teams are like, no, <laughs> well, I guess you're still seeing them twice. The team right, it's just like so. different on home ice versus not. Yeah. And I feel like any team would rather see McDavid on home ice than go to. Well, any team would. Oh yeah. So I, I feel like it definitely has its trade-offs. I, I, I think it's worth exploring. Not that, you know, we have any say in that we should. Yeah, damn it, but I just, I don't know. I think you're starting to see th- some things like become kind of stale and it'd be, it'd be interesting to see like the NHL just kind of try something new, you know? Right. And I mean, you know, we talked about having going back to the old playoffs. So I don't know how <laughs> that's not really new, but I don't know. It's kind of the same thing with the overtime stuff, right? Like things are starting to get stale with three on three or the shootout or whatever. And well, think of, also think about it like if you're if you're a fan of an out of market team, um, yeah. like we were talking earlier, we wanted to potentially go see a Sharks game when we thought we would actually see uh, Eklund. Oh, that makes me so much happier that we're not going. Right. I forgot but, about that. So now, on our proposed thing, we we get more games in Nashville and we get more games in Carolina, so that would be more opportunities to see the sharks yeah because like when we were talking about the nashville they play in they play in nashville wait no they play division more games in four don't they yeah but i'm saying like consecutively so it would no no no. i'm saying like back to what i was saying don't you play your divisional team like is it six times it might be six yeah okay and then you play conference four and then twice against the other teams the, okay, yeah. the out of conference. Okay, but anyway, like, yeah, because right now the Sharks are playing in Nashville twice, and they're both Tuesday games. We can't. That's you awful. could potentially make it work. I can't make that work. Yeah, no. It's for the for the normal employee. That's awful. Yeah. So like, if they're playing like a Sunday and Monday, or you know, whatever. Right. That'd be a lot better. Exactly. See, I'm just trying to make it easier for people to actually go to games. You know. Because if you want to see if you want to see Connor McDavid, and they're playing a freaking Wednesday in oh, Carolina. Terrible. Like I'm, that's not gonna happen. So right. I like our ideas. We're smart. We too. make sense. We make we should, sense. Damn we it. should we should apply for some. I don't know. They have a board. I don't know. Well, uh, I know the uh, the the Blackhawks are looking for PR reps right now. We should uh, jump in on that. Because that's the franchise to get in with right now. and <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I wonder why they're looking for PR reps. <laughs> oh, what a mess. 
All right, you want to wrap it up? We're at an hour six. Yeah, I have to give you your trivia for the day. I forgot about the trivia. All right. It gets you every time, and I love it. So this one's actually, this is easier for you. This should You should get this. So I want to talk to you about contracts. This is a Who, trivia thing with contracts? This is, this is a trivia thing with contracts. Who was the player to sign the longest contract in history? And how long was the contract? Ilya Kovalchuk, 12 years? 15 years. 15? I was going to say 15. Yeah, 15. And how many, do you know how many years he played? Let's see, it was a New Jersey contract. Is this counting New Jersey or when he also went to LA, Montreal, uh, Washington? Because that would be the same contract, wouldn't it? Or did they void the contract? I think they ended up voiding the contract. But it might. So how many many years with uh, New Jersey? After that contract. Signed it. Did he sign in 2012? Yeah, I think so. Four? Three. I was going to say three, too, man. I was like, no. There's no way he only played three. Three. Oh three seasons gosh. on my contract. So I got like sign half. Him. Yeah, sign him for 15 years, and he plays three seasons. Dang. I don't know why the heck did they sign anybody to 15 years. I don't care who you are. 15, and he was already like 30. Yeah. 32? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was in his 30s. I, I'm pretty sure he was in his 30s. Why do you make that contract? So now you're paying him for no reason. You're still paying him. No, they didn't They didn't pay him after he left because he voided something in it and they didn't have to pay him. Did they? I'm pretty sure there was some type of thing where there was like a disagreement and argument. And I don't think they actually had to pay him because he wasn't like an NHL player. He went to the KHL and I think that avoided them paying. Okay. It was something like that, but it didn't, it also didn't eat time from the contract. I think it was something, it was something like like, that. I feel like you would want that to eat time. I know, but it was, it's kind of like both ways, sort of like, so he's not getting paid, but if he ever goes back to the NHL, he has, 12 years with the Devils. I, I could be wrong with that. I, I'm i pretty sure he didn't get paid, though. I, I think that is 100% right. And then we'll, if it's not, I'll fix it <laughs> in the next pod. <laughs> right. So, yeah, 15 years, and uh, that's that's how long this podcast kind of feels like today. But uh, it's been a good one. I've, I've enjoyed talking to you. I, I always do, man. Oh, there is something actually I wanted to bring up. We're doing really bad PR. We do have an Instagram. Um, we just haven't been very active on it. So um, we will fix that, I promise. We will start sharing stuff and whatnot. But uh, it's down to puck. Is it podcast on Instagram, Instagram or is it just down to puck? It's down to puck. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just we... we we're sort of active on social media. We're going to get better with that. It's just, again, our, our schedules are super messed up, but uh, we both got a little bit of time coming off. So yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and follow that, uh, that would, that would be good for us. And we'll, we'll obviously be able to reach out to you guys more and, and vice versa. You'll be able to tell us more of what you would like to hear and uh, 
any kind of ideas you guys have got going forward. We appreciate the uh, the continued support. Uh, we've been seeing active growth um, for all of our episodes, actually, uh, week in, week out. So we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, is there is there anything else that you wanted to add? Yeah, just kind of the uh, same thing that Cole was saying. Like, you know, we'll get the Instagram up and running, uh, be a lot more active on that, be in more communication with you guys. And again, thanks so much for listening. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm Cole Bennett. That's Sawyer Caldwell. Thanks for tuning in.